Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, it's your girl Cy Brown, and welcome to the Cy Brown Morning Show. We have a great show planned for you today. Today, I'm being joined by special guest, Mr. Well, actually, I should call him Chef Chris Smith. He's going to be hanging out with us today, talking about healthy eating and weight loss and nutrition and all the things that we should be doing and should be eating to stay healthy, how he became a chef, this native of Detroit, as well as a whole bunch of other uh, good stuff talking about his journey as a chef. So this is this is good for me because you all know I have been on this Oh, weight loss journey for a minute now. Uh, when I first started the show back in 2008, I used to eat chocolate chip, you know, tell everybody that uh, during commercials I'm running to get chocolate chip cookies. I no longer do that. And I'm proud to say I am many, many inches thinner uh, and healthier, and I've lost weight since the top of the show. So when we start talking about health and nutrition and fitness and all that stuff, this is this is right up my alley. That and a big dose of the Lord every once in a while. <laughs> so we're going to have Chef Chris Smith joining us in just a moment. Just want to let you know the chat room is now open. So if you'd like to join me in the chat room, just log on to CyBrownShow.com. Click Listen Live if you're listening to us live at 11 Monday through Friday. If you're listening to the podcast, wonk, wonk, sorry you missed the chat room today. Uh, hit me up on Facebook. You can just go to uh, facebook.com forward slash Cy Brown Show. And you can always hit me up on Twitter at Cy Brown. And then, of course, there's all the other fun ones, LinkedIn and YouTube and Pinterest. But those are the two that I kind of hang out in the most. So without further delay, we're going to listen to a quick message from today's sponsor. Big shout-out to Benga. They are hosting Night of Gospel Laughs in Brooklyn this weekend coming up. So I have had the pleasure of working with Benga over the years. I actually hosted his event one year, his awards ceremony. So if you're in the New York City area, please check out Night of Gospel Laughs on Saturday, August 24th. Uh, you can get tickets right on the website. You'll see the link on my website so you can pick up tickets. And uh, so uh, check it out. Plus, I'll be there. Hang out with me in Brooklyn this weekend. Right on the other side of this, I'm going to pull in Mr. Chef Chris Smith, and we'll be right back after these messages. GCEN presents Live in NYC. This is an awesome job. This is an awesome vision. I'm here. The fourth annual ethical stand-up, inspirational, edifying, life-changing night of gospel laughs, featuring comedian Akintunde, comedian Chris Williams, comedian Glory, comedian Big G, comedian JFK, Femi the Entertainer, music by B O U Q U I DJ Dinos and Ellie Fola One One One. Why can't we? As light of the world, 
Why can't we glorify God? Why can't we use the gift that God has given unto us? It's happening live Saturday, August 24th at the 4th Annual Night of Gospel Labs. That's Saturday, August 24th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Taking place at Cumble Theater at LIU Brooklyn Campus on Flatbush Avenue between DeKalb Avenue and Willoughby Street. For early bird tickets, hurry and visit now. www.nightofgospellabs.com Or you can call now, 917-826-3566. Inspirational, edifying, and clean. NOGL guarantees you will laugh off your challenges. The so funny, trust me. This event is awesome. Young people and old people mix together and just holy laugh money. Holy laugh-a-money. That is kind of cute. Hey, Chris, are you there? Yes, I'm right here. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning at the Side Brown Morning Show. What's going on? Oh, nothing. I'm just happy to be from Detroit. You know, I'm hanging out and hanging out with somebody from the NYC. Oh, I'm enjoying yeah, you know, this. So, I'm going to enjoy this a lot. Well, this—that's what's up. You know, what's so funny is uh, I travel, you know, around. Just I travel around the country, and the minute I open my mouth, everyone's like, "You're from New York, aren't you?" I'm like, "Is it that obvious?" <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, it's like, obvious. It's okay. I like the accent. It's all right with me. I like yeah. it. I'm definitely a New Yorker. Well, I'm, I want to get right into this interview. Let me tell you, I shared at the top of the show, when I first started this show in 2008, I literally would be eating cookies, chocolate chip cookies, and oh, hot boy. coffee. During, I'm, see, I'm, I've overcome. You know how you put up your fist, we shall overcome. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I, I would say my two biggest dreams in life is to have a personal driver and a personal chef. <laughs> to help to help me eat better. Talk to me, Chris, just about your journey and how you got to where you are. Before we even get into the food and all of that other stuff, how did you mm-hmm. even, you know, because most black men are not really thinking about, I want to cook. Uh, how did you yeah. get to where you are now? Well, you know what? It started when I was a kid. I was probably about eight years old. And my mom would not allow me to watch anything on TV uh, when I got home from school. Uh, only thing I could watch was PBS. She said, the only thing you can watch is PBS. So I'm like, okay, I'll just watch PBS. So I ended up watching shows about uh, cooking. And there was this one really? lady that was on. Yeah, she wouldn't allow. She said, no, nope, you can't watch anything else. Don't watch, I don't want you to watch soap operas, no cartoons. I just want you to wow. just watch PBS. Watch something that's educational. Big shout so out to your I mom. Thought, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah She's something else. But she, she, she really showed me something because I actually got into cooking that way, uh, watching all those shows like um, – you know, seeing them cook, and they were a lot of different shows on, and I started enjoying what they were doing. Like, well, I want to learn how to do that. I want to learn how to slice a tomato properly or cook a, a roast beef properly. That's the kind of things I, I enjoyed seeing and doing. So I started getting into that, and that's how I actually started from eight years old, cooking my first meal for my uncle and auntie, who's fresh toast and, and uh, sausages and things of that nature. And uh, they say, wow, you really know what you're doing. So I'm like, well, okay, well, I kept cooking. So about 12 you years old, I cooked my first Thanksgiving dinner. Did you say 12? At 12, yeah, you cooked 12 your years first Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner? Uh, turkey, stuffing, uh, macaroni and cheese, all the soul food you could think of, I had it down. Um, if I tell you something, you promise not to tell anybody, it'll stay between me, Absolutely. you, and all of my listeners? <laughs> yeah, all 10,000, yes. <laughs> I have never cooked a Thanksgiving turkey in my entire what? life. Oh boy, we got to we'll change that. 
<laughs> You're not supposed to tell nobody, Chris. I won't tell the story, I promise. I won't tell anybody but the people that's around me. <laughs> no, but you know what? I bring the I bring the accompaniments, but I've never cooked a turkey. But so anyway, you're 12 years old. You're cooking this Thanksgiving dinner. But how, mm-hmm. did you know that you wanted to do this professionally, or did you just want to rock with it as as a hobby? No, I wanted to do professionally. I knew that that was something that was a goal of mine um, to be a professional cook, like I said on TV. I wanted to have the big tall hat on, the white jacket. Uh, <laughs> people wanted to do in the kitchen. I mean, I'm watching those shows. I'm like, man, there were a lot of shows on at the time. And uh, I enjoy seeing it. And I said, Poupon, I think you remember him, you know, Aguero and all that kind of stuff. I used to yeah. watch him all the time. And that's what, I think I was probably about 13 or 14, that's when I learned how to fry a turkey before it got became a big thing. Wow. And uh, watching him cook. Yeah, I learned how to do all that stuff from watching. My mom said, you know how to do all that kind of stuff? Yeah, she wouldn't even come in the kitchen when I would cook after a while. She would just let me cook whatever. That's what, please, let me tell you, I just have to say my mom is dope, that she's the joint for doing that, because a lot of men, I I will tell you, if my husband um, was not the the, the culinary guy, we probably would not eat. I'm good, I clean (laughs) from top to bottom, but he's in the kitchen. But you know something, I want to say something that's really on point to what you said, and I've said this a lot, and I share this a lot with my listeners, that you said around the of eight years old. Studies have shown that if, if, if children are properly nurtured around the age of seven, they kind of start to know who they're going to be, and it's the adults around them that suppress them. I yes. knew. I didn't I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. I had no clue. And I, I said on the air, I'm in my early 40s, but I remember when I was about six or seven, I used to cut cardboard and make shoes and staple them and sell them to my grandmother and grandfather for like a penny. I didn't even know that that's what an entrepreneur did. And oddly enough, that's what I ended up becoming. And so it warms my heart to hear that, you knew, like your spirit knew, this is, I'm comfortable here, and that your mom was dope enough to nurture it instead of saying, boy, you need to get out this kitchen, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I still play football, basketball, baseball, but when I got home, I cooked my own dinner. I cooked dinner for me and her. You know, that's what I would do, and that was a part of what we did every day. So, you know, my mom's like my best friend, so she helps me out. You know, she said, you always got to go to cooking school. You just you think you're the chef, right? You think you're the chef, like I, I'm going to be the chef. So she always put that in my head that I would be the chef. So I started That's, going with that, uh, and I've always been an entrepreneur since, since 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 fifth grade, selling pencils in the classroom <laughs> and selling erasers. Yeah, right? yeah, so I've always done that. Being the only guy at the bake sale when you're uh, 13 <laughs> years old, and then you're selling your own cookies. Like, who made these cookies? Your mother made these. Like, no, I made them. <laughs> That's They're like, no, you didn't That's make these. Stop that. <laughs> That's funny. So then, so now, now that you're an adult, and this is what you do professionally, and you mm-hmm. have your own catering business, do you mm-hmm. find? And I'm, I'm just going to ask some real random things. Do you find that you are a brother? You are mm-hmm. African American, to be politically mm-hmm. correct. Do you find mm-hmm. that people will book you for business, or they won't book you for business either? A because you're a guy, because you're black, you're not a woman. You know, like, do you find any of that? Um, where they're like, yo, he could throw down, and I don't even care what it is. And sometimes it's, he can throw down, he can do what he can do. But sometimes if I, when I work in kitchens um, and an actual restaurant, I would seem to be suppressed by uh, some uh, uh, people of other color with suppression. Mm-hmm. And they would just say, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm doing this right now. I, I just want to watch you cook. 
So they was just standing mm. there watching me. Yeah, I got a lot of micromanaging during that time, and I didn't like that. That's why I became a, went into uh, um, catering because I got tired of that that type of atmosphere that it seemed like I was being suppressed. And they're, they're not the, I'm not the only guy. I know a guy who works at the uh, Western at the airport, and then, uh, my girl, my uh, lady friend was saying that uh, he's a great cook, but he's he's downstairs doing, you know, in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. But he's not upstairs. Yeah, he's not, he's not upstairs with the regular cooks. He's downstairs with the cafeteria food. Um, so yeah, see, it's, it's strange. That's why I had to ask that question because, you know, definitely it's not to incite any racial anything into the show, but, you know, that the reality is the reality, and this is the world in which we live. And I, and, and I, must, I must say, you know, I'm a, I'm a consumer, just a chick who, you know, watches mm-hmm. Food Network or whatever, mm-hmm. and everybody is Paula Dean, Guy Fieri, Bobby Flame. Like, there's, no, there's only one people that I see, and that's the Neelys, and they're, and then, you know, that's... I'm not a Neelys fan. I mean, I, I watch the Neelys, but I, it's like more, more. I don't want to say it's more of a stereotype, the way they act on the show. I don't I'd rather see somebody who's professional, uh, who's actually talking about the skill of culinary arts, and they don't really do that. They don't even go to what they know how to do for years, which was barbecue, and making macaroni and cheese or making alternative foods, you know, everybody can't be <clears throat> everybody can't be like Paula Dean. I don't want, I didn't want to throw that name out there, but everybody can't be. Like that. <laughs> throw it, throw it. <laughs> it's okay. Right, I'm just gonna throw her out there. I'm just gonna throw her right under the bus. Um, but yeah, I, it's just a really only show. I mean, I think that um, when I go into restaurants now, I don't see too many black cooks. I just don't. No, you don't, and that's why when, you know, when we were talking behind the scenes, I was like, I would love to have you, you know, on the show, not even to just so much to talk about your journey, but also, mm-hmm. you know, I want to talk about the food that you cook. Do you find that you're trying to find healthier alternatives? I know for me, I was a, I was getting chubby, <laughs> and now proudly I'm not, and I had to change the way I ate, and that's why I joke now. Love yeah. to have a chef um, and a driver because mm-hmm. I know my husband's listening. But um, <laughs> I would love to have a chef because it it took a lot for me to learn how to cook better. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I know. Christmas, you know, at Christmas I was with my family and I was like, well, I'll just have a little bit of this, and they're like, girl, you better get yourself a plate. You better eat. Like I don't want to. I want to be healthy. Do you find that you try to incorporate healthier? Items in in what you cook, or people just want what they want when they want it. You know, I have some. Uh, I have vegan clients that allow me to come in the kitchen and work with them and, and cook for them. And I got turned on to something that was called the uh, the African Heritage Health Diet Pyramid. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Uh, no, you need to email me uh, that actually, send it out to my listeners. Yes, I will. I will make sure I send a link to it. It's a, a African American Heritage Diet Pyramid, and it actually is from the African diaspora history about cuisine and nutrition and, and, and health in general, and it's specifically for African Americans. And I usually use that as my base now when I do either vegan food or work with African American clients because you'll be surprised that more African American clients are looking for healthy alternatives, but if my white clients come in, they want soul food. Really? Yeah. If you, come wow. to Detroit, well, you go if you go to if you go to soul food tra- place here in Detroit, I say about sixty percent is white in the restaurant. Are you serious? 
Oh yeah, because wow. you know it's, it's just like going for them. It's just like going to an Arabic restaurant or uh, right. Lebanese right, right, food. Right. It's the same thing, you know. So for them to have it's that, a it's a novelty. To, for, but see, that's the, a treat for them. For us, it's an everyday thing, which it should not be. And that's the problem that we have. I have to say, I just got a text message literally on my phone from LaVon, who is a dope listener, been a listener to the show since day one. She said, Chris is going to help me drop this 60 pounds and put a smiley face <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> I will help you do whatever that's necessary for me to do. I will help you do it. <laughs> Big shout out, LaVon. Thanks for listening and thanks for the text message. It literally yeah, shout out. Right yeah, shout out to that, you know. So, Chris, tell me, what are you looking to do now? Are you looking to, just just as an entrepreneur, you know, we know that you know your food. We know that you've been doing mm-hmm. this for a while. But what do, mm-hmm. you, what do you look, are you looking to open a restaurant, grow your business? Talk to me about, you know, from the business side, what, what you plan on doing. Uh, from the business side, as, when I first started, I didn't have a business plan. I had nothing going on. I actually sat down and found a uh, business template for for a culinary arts, or was basically a uh, catering. And I learned how to, you know, put my business plan together because I think you need that first before you do anything. Your actual business plan, how you're going to spend your money, and how it's going to uh, actually deviate from whatever you need to do. Um, mm-hmm. The business, the business end was first do the catering company. Second open a restaurant, and third, take my catering company to another level, which was, since here in Michigan we have a, a large uh, movie production going on right now, so I was trying to get into the movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just did my application about two or three weeks ago to become one of the caterers for the movie productions here in Michigan. I'm um, still waiting for my uh, confirmation, so that, that that right there would really be a blessing to my company. As I said on my Facebook page, that would be a blessing for me. I'm still waiting, uh, but I need more film credits. I have uh, two film credits right now uh, that I've done. It was small films, but the more movies mm-hmm. that you have, the higher you go up the scale of the list. So Absolutely. I'm always looking for yeah, mm-hmm. So more movies I get, the higher up the list I go. I may not ever get to the the craft services that you know about. That's like one of those main names you know about is craft services. But if I can get my name in there, because I know I'm not probably one of the few African Americans at all who would even be on the list. Mm. Right, and that's the problem. Actually, I actually um, worked, my uncle was in craft services out in L.A., and that is not an easy thing. I remember this one particular director he worked with only wanted peanut Mm -hmm. butter sandwiches, and the peanut butter had to be heavy, and the jelly had to be thin. I mean, it was crazy, and the last guy who did craft services got fired because he didn't make his peanut butter. And I was like, are you serious, uncle? He was like, that's how it is sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sending you prayers to get into craft services because that's not an easy business. And the funny thing is this, and I and I'm, and I brought that up to to this point, is that that director specifically requested my uncle whenever he did productions because he my <laughs> uncle would have like certain foods that this particular you know because on the set on the movie set the director is the the. the the top person, and that mm-hmm. director actually commissioned my uncle to to go with him when he did um, productions. So if you can get in with that movie piece and you get in with a couple of good directors, man, Chris, that's a good look for you right there. Oh, that's a good look. I'm coming. To, I'm coming to uh, to your show to sit with you. <laughs> that's what <laughs> you know, we're gonna so cook funny. in the studio. 
let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, Krista, so don't get me started. We have a new <laughs> web show that is um, jumping off in September. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we could be up in my house in the kitchen. Uh, so it would be like, wow, there's some really good stuff. Saeed is in the kitchen and food is cooking at the same time. <laughs> Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta eat our food and talk at the same time. You know that's that. I mean, who doesn't do that? That's the that's the main thing everybody I think in the world does. The kitchen is the main hub of the house at this point. Everybody you, sits in the you, kitchen. It is even with my grandmother. Everybody goes and sits in the kitchen. She has a beautiful living room, but everybody's in the kitchen. Because that's where you know that's where your love is. You know, people put a lot of love in the food most of the time. And that's where a lot of people, you know, they can find with you. They talk to you over a cup of coffee, over a donut. It could be, you know, over some croissant, anything. You know, most of the time when people come, it is usually over food. Yeah, it is. Now that I'm thinking about it, because how many times do people ask, you know, if you want to do a meeting, you want to go grab a bite to eat? You're right. Mm-hmm. Because it's conversational. You know what I'm saying? You know, people, people don't like to eat alone. I've, I've noticed that. I've done... Not just catering for big for big companies. I've done you know one on one meals for people who have their anniversaries. I've done mm-hmm. uh, you know cooking classes, private cooking classes, cooking classes for really? a group. Yeah, I do all that, and I also do uh, personal shopping for people who don't like to shop. Are you serious? Yeah, they don't. A lot that of people told me, "I want so... you to shop for me. I hate I hate shopping. You can shop. Just make my meals, and I'll just show up." Oh, that. Oh, so, you know, let me let me ask you this. This is something I would love for you to consider adding to your product mix. Now that I'm hearing what you're saying, because I don't have this, and it would make it so much easier. Like maybe okay. there's a way. I mean, here's just a business idea. Maybe there's a way you, as you grow your brand, you can mm-hmm. have some type of a club. Let's just say. I mean, this is really off the top of my head, for real, for real. Where take maybe I I pay like say twenty dollars a month or twenty five dollars a month, right? Okay. The okay. money on the first of the month goes to you, and then that month you send me like four recipes or five recipes. Because like right now, being that my husband and I have like really modified what we eat, um, mm-hmm. we run out of stuff to eat. We just don't know what to eat. Like I'm not joking. Yeah, I, yeah. I do cook. Like I don't want to make it seem like I never. I do cook, but I'm just you know I'm joking and laughing on the show. But this is real talk right here, and. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be cool, like, if I knew I pay X number of dollars a month, and then you just email me certain recipes knowing, you know, what my fitness journey is, what I try to eat, what I try to stay away from. I'm not going to send me menus for pork chops and stuff because I don't eat that. But, okay, Saida, here's your menus for the month, and and here's your shopping list. I will say for mm-hmm. that. I, I, so I'm, I'm writing it down as you speak. I'm, I'm writing it down. Because, because I don't know what to, I don't know, like I want a variety, but I don't know mm-hmm. necessarily know what to buy to make variety. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, that, it absolutely makes sense because I've, I've actually asked clients, would you like me to go, would you like to go with me in the morning and shop with me so you can understand the different different types of uh, greens you can have? different type of vegetables, different type of herbs you can use besides salt, what types of fish you can use that can help you out, like tuna or mackerel or salmon or sardines who have omega-3 fatty acids in them. You can use those type of fish. Those fish are very good for you. Um, And try to find different alternatives to oils. 
I know we use a lot of Crisco, we use a lot of butter, but you can also use different alternative oils. You can start with your mm. extra virgin coconut oils or your almond oils or even red palm oil. Have you ever heard of red palm oil? Mm-mm, never. Red, red palm oil actually has, like, vitamin A and B and C in it. And when you're cooking, it actually goes to your food. And as you consume whatever you're eating, you actually get to consume those, those, uh, those things as well. Well, I just got two messages. One says, does he have a cookbook? And the second message says, that would be great. I would sign up. So the first question is, uh, do you have a cookbook? I'm working on my cookbook right now. And uh, okay. it's going to be uh, a prefer of foods. It's going to be a gamut of things in that book. So it's going to be healthy foods. So I think that's the best thing for me to do is do something that I'm trying to do myself. You know, I'm still on a weight loss journey myself. So I just went to Dr. Monday to check on me, and I lost five pounds. So, Praise God. Good for you. I know. Good for you. I know. And a lot of people in that in my in the doctor's office, they say, well, you know, they asked me what I was doing. I'm like, well, I'm juicing in the morning, and I'm eating once once a day which is my salmon and my sautéed uh, uh, garlic spinach. And I have maybe something like a juice or something on the side of that. And uh, I think everybody can do that. But you do have to be disciplined to do something like that. And I just think about all of us. I just got another hit up. Um, big shout-out to Celeste. He said she's okay. typing in the chat room. So we have we we she just she just put OL. So she said she's typing in the chat room. <laughs> uh, so we, got a lot of, we got a lot of people interested in healthy eating and losing weight. We got a lot of activity Good. today. The, the the I'm just asking because we're almost out of time. Can you believe this show is almost over? Yeah. Please consider. Please please consider Chris. Like this is real talk. Please consider doing some type of mini subscription based. Service with the items to buy at the grocery store, mm-hmm. and we already have me and one other person has hit me up and said that she would um she would do it too. <clears throat> and again, all okay. if you can if you can do that. So anyway, that's I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent and get away from <laughs> really talking to you about stuff. But um, just uh, let everybody know how they can find you because we're almost down to the end of the show. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, you can always. I'm, I'm working on a brand new website right now, so everybody can find me at Modern Chef Catering on Facebook. I'll leave a link on your page so everybody can find me. And I do put. I post a lot of recipes on my Facebook page, so at least two or three a week. And most of them are very, very healthy, like uh, salmon ceviche or uh, some type of different version of a french fry or baked fry or sweet potato fries. Anything that you think is vegetarian, I can do vegetarian. I can do alternatives to hamburgers and french fries because we, we eat too much of that as is. Um, so we have to really figure out what we can do. Well, keep this. Give the free ones away on Facebook, but people like me would pay a premium. Um, so just think about it, and we'll talk behind the scenes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't put too much on there. I just said I put everything on there. I just said a few. All the good Yo, stuff, Chris, you got to get a video subscription to or something like that. So, no, we got to do a Detroit style. We got to keep our hustle right. Chris, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And thank you to everybody Absolutely. who was sending me uh, text messages. Chris, there's always room and there's always a place for you here at the show, all right? Oh, call me anytime. Tell me whenever you need me. I'm on the show. We can talk even more food. I can talk food all day. That is my passion. There's nothing else in the world but that is my passion. I can talk about it all day long. 
Oh, that's what's up. And also, congratulations on those uh, those five pounds. I know it's not easy, so big shout-out to you for losing those five pounds. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. I appreciate being on the show today. Oh, no doubt. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, just want to let everybody know that uh, find me on Facebook, Twitter. Big shout-out to CQ, LeVon. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, ladies. Always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to human beings, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.